This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's the Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 216, The Rotten Egg. Really rotten. Really, really rotten. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, exciting week for the United States, not so much for the Red Bulls. Um, yeah, at least we have some positive to talk about. True. <laughs> uh, Red Bulls hosted uh, Real Salt Lake to a zero zero draw, where somehow they got beaten by a backup goalkeeper. So, hooray! Yay! <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to move right past this one because I because <laughs> it, it's really unimpressive to me. So we'll do do our usual uh, shit. Uh, Truman, you go first this week. What did you dislike about this one? Well, how many times can you shoot at a goal and the ball not go in the net? How's that for a dislike? How many times did it have to happen in this game? Again, how'd you let a backup team of scrubs from RSL not let you score a single goal, and that's all you would have needed to win a stupid game at home? I mean, it's just a, a, a confounding draw. That's the only way I can describe this game. It made absolutely no sense of how they could not just get one when they had chance after chance. I, I, I was unbelievable. I've never seen every, – everybody was missing. Everybody was just, you know, the goal is making saves. Good God. I mean, again, Jesse Marsh, beginning of the season, promised us lots of goals. Where are they? When are they coming? Are they in a truck somewhere? Are they coming down 95 from somewhere? I don't know. But those goals have not arrived yet. It's, just, it's really I – don't, I don't know. It, it's boggling my mind. Yeah, I mean, what, this is the second year in a row now that they've chatted out of the 4 2 2 with the expectation that somehow it was going to unlock uh, greater offense that they were already experiencing uh, in the regular season with the 4 2 3 1. So it kind of has to make you wonder why the switch. Um, this is two years in a row. It started slowly and not really lived up to the hype. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of have to be disappointed with the offensive prowess. That, that being said, I mean, I do like what I've seen out of Goodbranson so far. I think he's, I think his first goal is coming soon for sure. Um, my dislike, same as last week, the attendance, uh, the announced attendance was 16,000. If 50% of those people showed up, I'd be shocked. Um, you know, I've heard all the excuses between it was supposed to rain, between it was cold, although it was like, what, 50 degrees, which is not cold. Um, you know, it's that it's early season. We just don't show up as a fan base early in the season. Um, but you know, it's getting frustrating. It's getting frustrating. And I I will continue to harp on that. I think a rebrand is necessary. It worked. Uh, wonders for sporting Kansas City. And I think I pretty much am at this point. I'm, I, I think the Red Bull brand. This, and this is not me being a Red Bull outer. I think Red Bull has done a very good job running this team. Um, but 
for whatever reason, people are just turned off by it, and nothing short of a rebrand is going to get people into that stadium because it, it, it's getting frustrating now when you see so many tickets sold and so many no-shows. It's like if you buy a ticket, go to the game. Just go to the game. I mean, unless our fan base somehow became collectively psychic before this one and knew what a stinker was going to be. But, um, but I mean, the flip side is you know, if, pe- if people don't show up, you know, it does to a certain effect have an effect. I mean, what are they playing for? If nobody's there, why even try? You know, why put a, hunt, a big effort in? So, yeah. So, I'm, once again, I'm very disappointed with the attendance. I'll just say this about the attendance. Uh, it's not like they were packing them in when they were the Metro Stars. And two, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I'm tired of reading thread upon thread about how many people are showing up. I, I don't care. I just want this team to actually play well and win something. Mm. So if you want to show up and they win something, great. If you don't show up and they win something, then then good for you. I just It's just something I'm just so tired of, of talking about. I think we're all kind of tired of talking about it. Um, and, yeah, your point is we wouldn't have to if people showed up. But I just, I just, I don't care anymore. I don't care. All I care about is watching the team on TV, or if I get to actually make a game. That, that's about it at this point. Yeah, and and uh, to add on that, I'm also certainly not saying it's the team's fault that six, you know, eight thousand people probably didn't show up because I mean, like, there's like, oh, there's not enough marketing. I mean, sixteen thousand is not a terrible crowd if they show up, but they didn't. So I mean, it's what it comes down to. So I, I I watched the game on Facebook Live. So one, thank you, Ian Watts, for doing that because that makes my life easier. <clears throat> but I have two sort of dislikes with it. One, how is it Cockacaf, who suck at doing things, can put on a better internet stream than you can? Oh, dude, <laughs> let, let let me tell you. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up because I could have added a second dislike. So, so hold on. So wait, before we do that, I want to talk specifically about one thing, and then we can talk about the generality of it. I I get that you have probably different answers for this. I understand that, but why the fuck are they on the screen covering up the action close to sixty percent of the game and t- and taking polls on whether or not Heath Pierce should open up his shirt? My fucking God, we're here to watch a fucking soccer game, not watch Heath Pierce undress. In, in fairness, it's a pretty terrible game. It. It's a pretty terrible game, and actually Heath Pierce opening a shirt would have been far more exciting. I'm just, I, But I feel like that is – so here's the thing. I didn't watch the first Facebook Live, you know, last game, but I'm going to guess it was something along those lines too. And that's what pisses me off. Uh, I had no faith in Facebook, so I still watched an Unimas, even though I had no idea what they were saying. All right, sorry, Jeremy. Now we can talk about the actual stream. Uh, it was, it was. Listen, so earlier that day, uh, Liverpool, since there was all uh, World Cup qualifying, blah blah blah. Liverpool played this uh, exhibition game against Real Madrid, right? And it was all former players, the Steven Gerrards, the guys like that, blah blah blah. And uh, the reason I mention it is because it was on Facebook Live. So that's what I watched it on, and it was a wonderful, wonderful stream. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you can imagine the amount of people were watching that between the fans of both teams. I'm sure there was a, just tons of people. Okay? Yeah, you're probably in the millions on that stream. Easy. Sure. Why not? Let's, yeah. Uh, let's now, we talk about the Red Bulls game. Uh, that stream didn't work for me at all. Not at all. It would start up, freeze. Start up, freeze. Start up, crash. Start up, freeze. Crash, crash, freeze, crash, et cetera, et cetera. It never worked. 
So I actually had to go find an alternate stream, uh, the Sky Sports broadcast, which was, well, let's face it, so much better watching that. It's probably so much more enjoyable than that. It it was. It was way more enjoyable. But the fact that, for me, it it didn't work, and I tried multiple outlets to get it work and nothing. So explain explain that to me. Explain to me how I can watch uh, one game completely fine, crystal clear, the other one on the same device, nothing. So I, I, I will say this, because I do, I do know a little bit about how the setup is right now. Um, and I assume, okay, so let me, let me caveat that. I learned about this like five years ago, but I'm going to guess that things haven't changed because the money needed to do this. So Major League Baseball and all them, all those other leagues, um, to do their online streaming services, they generally rely on, I want to say it's fiber optic connections or better to get uh, get video from the stadium to say New York where all the servers are and then out from there to your house. MLS from my understanding isn't at that point yet in terms of infrastructure at the stadiums because let's face it the, a lot of stadiums haven't been built before 2010 when this stuff really started coming out like and Red Bull Arena probably suffers from it too because of uh when the construction finished. It was, you know, 2009 and all that stuff. So, but the thing is, if you look at the streams from CONCACAF for those games there at Rebel Arena, those are pretty clear images. They never really crashed. I mean, the the worst I saw CONCACAF was when they were playing in, I, I can't even remember the one game in like Central America that the Rebels played last year. Like, that was the worst CONCACAF stream I saw. Unimos, I, I don't I understand they're not necessarily a big TV station. But like it doesn't take a lot of bandwidth to create a stream. Really, it doesn't really like maybe ten megabytes per second, which should easily be obtainable at Red Bull Arena. And you can't do it. Like it took me, I think, the first five minutes of the game constantly refreshing the page. And th- this is the worst thing. So it's start the game up, I get like a good like 30 seconds of video and then it crashes on me but it doesn't just crash like the video stops it was like i was in full screen so it comes out of full screen attempts to play again and then does nothing yep and that yep. was like a good exactly like, right. that was like i think five attempts it took me for that yep and then eventually it just started working I was like great i'm not touching this because it's working now and i just magically was able to watch the game yeah and- i can watch i can watch an indie wrestler doing a q a from his car Better than you could watch this game. Just, I'm just saying, it's kind of embarrassing. And, and I, I just real quick, I want to get back to the Heath Pierce stuff. So I understand that they're trying to be a more social stream. That's the whole point of Facebook Live. But I guarantee you, most people that are watching the stream online are going full screen and not seeing comments, not seeing what's going on. So the the stuff on like voting on whether Heath Pierce should unbutton his, his shirt. Like it just, uh, it was, it completely came out of nowhere for me. Like apparently somebody suggested it and it's like, oh, let's just hop on this real quick. And then, and, and they did it as a way to pimp the stream, which, you know, great. That's good. You want to get eyes on it. It's fine. But like, really, there's, there's a soccer game going on. You're taking up a block of real estate in the lower right hand corner to show Heath Pierce and not even a clear image. I'm buying his <laughs> shirt because 600 people shared, shared the Facebook post. 
like if there was a guy attacking down down the uh, right hand side on the south end south end uh, side of the stadium, like what was I going to be able to see the cross? Probably not. Well, there wasn't much of that anyway, so you, you like no, that. But no. like, you understand what I'm saying? Like it was it wasn't like it was like replacing the scoreboard where you can say, yeah, okay, it's there, but at least it's not blocking anything. No, it was in the bottom right hand corner where it was going to block action at, at times. And it's just, it just, it completely took me out of the game. Now, granted, part of that was the Red Bulls anemic play. <laughs> right. I think the still, Red Bulls took you out of the game. But that <laughs> took me out even more was the fact that that was kept popping up on the screen. They kept talking about fucking nonsense, it had nothing to do with the actual game. Again, to be fair, I think it would not have happened if the game was any good and it was a terrible game. I don't know. I, I feel like from the beginning it was like that, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, again, I watched Aluni Moss and just watched the game and had no idea what the announcers were saying. But, I mean, I think overall, I think what it comes down to is that the – I mean, I totally understand why MLS is putting games on Spanish-language television. We have a very large Spanish-speaking population in this country that follows the game, the sport, and you certainly want to reach them. Um, but I, I do think it's it, – at this point, it's kind of – I mean – the whole switching over with the SAP button has not worked for a number of people. It doesn't work for me on Fios. I mean, I think at the same time, alienating your English-speaking uh, audience is not a good idea. So uh, that, this is something MLS absolutely needs to fix. Um, I don't think. I mean, I don't think you should say Spanish speakers. You can watch it on TV on your a full HD. It'll be wonderful. English speakers, you have to watch it at this crappy feed. So I mean, it's certainly something uh, the league needs to fix. I, I don't think there's any question about that. All right, so is there anything we can take away that we like about this game? Anything at all? I like, I like Frederick Gobanson. Yeah, that's I, I was going to be my like, too. I thought I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was going to be my one like, so I imagine that was yours, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he had a great shot that was, that was an amazing save at the end, you know? So it's kind of like, and he was very active. I mean, I, again, I, I think he's a good addition to the team. I mean, he may flame out much like Verone did, um, you know, whether you believe Verone got a fair sh- shake or not. Um, but I'd say nearly going. So far, so good. I'm going to say Tyler Adams. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was very good. He literally, he literally had a goal on clearance. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, yeah. he played really well for a guy making a spot start. So I don't know if it's going to be – compared to how he played, compared to Adams, I'm not so sure it's going to be a spot start. I Honestly, I'm perfectly fine with that right now. But, I, I mean, this, this was a spot start because of international stuff. So that was a very good showing. But, yeah, I mean, I could totally see him – if this continues to become a starter. I wouldn't be shocked if he's lined up in the starting lineup on Saturday. He he was getting heaps and heaps of praise from everybody. I think he made the, uh, what, the MLS team of the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wouldn't be shocking at all. Yeah, a lot of pundits uh, season on this, the Tyler Adams train. I mean, I'm sorry, Sean. I mean, I feel bad for Sean Davis, obviously, but, you know, he, he's he been okay. He has been terrible, but he certainly hasn't. Um, you know, where everybody would kept saying this guy would be a starter anywhere all those times he was riding on the bench, but he's thus far, and it's a very small sample size, which is something, you know, everybody should remember. Um, he is thus far more or less just look like your typical average MLS player. Yes, very much so. He, he's there. He's not, uh, doing any damage. 
defensively, mm-hmm. you know. That's yep. not definitely not an issue, but uh you know, when when you hand the guy the keys to that position, you want more out of him. Yeah. You got to get more out of what the guy b- before you did. Mhm. So, Tyler Adams made the bench for player for team of the week. Okay. So, he was there. And um who was it? Long actually made this the starting eleven for the team of the week. There you go. Again, why do we have a bench for team of the week? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like they feel bad. Oh, okay, we'll put on we'll put more players in there. Everyone gets a participation trophy. <laughs> Holy crap. What was it five New England Revolution players? Well, well they- well, what do you? I mean, I, I mean, should we really? I mean, except for Colorado, apparently. I mean, should we really expect any week to not contain four or five players of the team that played Minnesota? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, so when if the Red Bulls get Minnesota, are we actually going to get like ten te- ten players? Because <laughs> why not? Look, okay, the whole team will be Red Bulls. No, that's just when we play NYCFC. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So predictions from this one. Uh, none of us got it right. We all predicted wins, so hooray for us. Nice and simple. Um, before we move on, though, one piece of, before we move away from uh, Real Salt Lake, usually I reserve this for dumping ground, but I figure this is a good spot to talk about it. Mike Pecky is now the head coach of Real Salt Lake. Mm. Coincidence after a Red Bull game? Maybe, maybe not. No, I think not. I think it was completely intentional. I mean, I... I don't know, but he was—he was certainly rumored to be the coach before the Red Bull game. I mean, that made sense because he was with Real Monarchs, the USL yeah. side. So I mean, which is weird because if you listen to a lot of different people, all I heard was "No way!" Oh no, no, no! He's not—he's not even an option. They got you know that's why he's on their USL two team. They have assistant coaches. That's all I heard, and then boom, yep, there he is, coach. Hey, I but. Mean- I mean, it's very possible. I'm not discounting, but it's very, very possible that you're right. They held off on making that announcement specifically because of the Red Bull game. Do Do you feel that? And we know nothing about RSL, obviously. But do you have the feeling that it was the old? We don't think these two guys are good enough. So okay, it's Pecky because that's pretty much what happened when he got the job with the Red Bulls. It he was like the last option. I mean, it's it's one thing to have to be this isn't on the team like Pecky was versus being the USL coach, right? Like he was this year. I feel like that's that's two different things. So I'm not sure. So expect well, next year head coach John Wolniak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, saw it, but uh, Dave Martinez made like a WrestleMania cameo to just kind of deliver a stunner to Vince McMahon of MLS and uh, wrote an article on. Um, you know, on uh, Pecky, basically saying that, you know, it does appear that unlike here at Red Bulls where he was never the Red Bull guy and he had to play pragmatically to get results in order to keep his job, so to speak, and <laughs> we know how that ended. Um, you know, he – in RSL, they apparently, they apparently are all about Pecky. And, um, you know, it, it is very possible he is going to trot out that four three three that he tried to trot out at the beginning of 2013 – um, you know, and play less pragmatically, play more offensively than he did here. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, obviously, I think all of us here on the show and all of you probably listening to the show, except, you know, maybe some of you who are just monsters, <laughs> are hoping that he does a great job and brings RSL back to the uh, levels they were in the Jason Christ era, for sure. 
Absolutely. Uh, I I, I want to see how he does without having star players on the team. Yeah. Like he did here. I mean, that's going to be the real test is that he doesn't have Thierry Henry or Tim Cahill, mm-hmm. guys like that. So I absolutely want him to succeed. We, we already played RSL, so it's all good from here on out. Yeah, and then I can't wait. To, and if they do fire him prematurely in RSL, uh, I can't wait to hear the uh, Mormon town hall. Like, why'd you gosh, <laughs> why'd you gosh darn fire Petkey? <laughs> Sorry, Mormons who listen to the show. Actually, uh, Mormon, you listen to the show. We use bad words. You're a sinner. <laughs> that that would be why did you? Excuse me. I just like to ask why did you fire Petkey? He seemed I, like a gosh darn nice man. And I'm very curious. I feel like Pat went to like Wisconsin territory with that one. <laughs> hmm. So I feel like you went to Wisconsin. Utah sound like. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the game coming up. The Red Bulls will be traveling to Houston uh, for a game on Saturday night. The first one on MSG. Hey, look at that! Wow. Hey, Cangliosi, welcome back to the welcome back. Is 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 he going to be back, or is he going to be doing Devils game still? Uh, is there a conflicting Devils game? Yes, there is. Ah, damn it. Well, I thought even if there wasn't conflicting, he didn't come off the Devils until after the season was over. Or am that's I wrong some, about that? That's some bullshit right there. Well, it doesn't matter because the MSG team won't be in Houston anyway, so why, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, so that game, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, predictions for this one, Pat, you, you're up first. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Uh um, I don't know. How's, how's Houston doing right now? <laughs> I was just they, about to look that up, actually. They are two. They have two wins, one loss, and uh, that's it. All right, I'm going lost then. Uh, <laughs> although apparently, like their one of their big stars just got hurt, so that that could be that could help the Red Bulls. Um, yeah, I mean, unless the four two two has this big come out, coming out party this weekend, and until it does happen, I mean, how can you predict that it will happen? Um, you know, I, I don't exactly see the Red Bulls coming out and lighting the world on fire. Um, I mean, the, the only hope you can have really is the big piece that was missing last week where they had complete and utter offensive ineptitude was Sasha question. He will be back. Um, hopefully that will play some role in maybe improving the offensive output, despite the fact that he has struggled in the four, two, two, two so far this season. Um, maybe uh, Tyler Adams being in there as opposed to Sean uh, Sean Davis would uh, will make a bit of a difference. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't see how you're you can really expect anything different with the Red Bulls. So I'm uh, I'm gonna actually really predict a stinker. Uh, I'm gonna go two nothing uh, Houston. Uh, and uh, if I can get my usual crew out to Derby Road, I will be at Derby Road for it, and we can all. Drink beers and be upset together. The good thing with Sasha coming back is that he didn't play. So yeah, mm-hmm. he plenty rested, plenty rested from sitting on the bench. Uh, I don't know if was was he uh, was he given the uh, U.S. Men's National Team uh, top eleven on bench guy? Did he get that? Let's hope so. You know, maybe they had that too. Him, uh, him, and, uh, him and Dax. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Houston's not a. Um, a terrible place to play. It's also not going to be a hundred degrees there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's a, ch- there's a chance they can, they could get a result, but how much 
do I think they're going to get a result? I think to be different, I, I think it's going to be a one-one draw. I think just to be different, let's let's get these uh, prediction standings kind of cranked up a little bit here. One-one. Uh, I'm with you. I still don't know where the goals are going to start coming. I mean, come on, any any time now. You want to s- score more than one a game would be wonderful. Uh, own goal is still the uh, the leading scorer on this team. I think he's tied now. Well, by the way, Phil, so he only has one uh, MLS okay, so season, an, an MLS, an MLS, yes, he's the leading scorer. Yep, so own goal is still in the lead. Uh, <laughs> let's see if he can come through again and at least get us his goal. Got four games into the year. <laughs> own goal. Hell, own goal. <laughs> and OG is leading leading the charge of the Red Bulls. Man, yeah. what, so what a year. <laughs> What an offensive juggernaut this team is early on. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll say 1-1 one, one just to be different. I think they can maybe maybe squeeze a point out of Houston. I mean, it, it, you know, to be fair to your, your crazy prediction here, uh, I feel like the Rebels' early season are, are like this. Like, they just never live up to expectations, whether they're bad or good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, and it, again it's, not time to, it's not time to panic yet at oh. all, you know. Absolutely. If anyone's panicking right now, like maybe the 8,000 fans that didn't show up on uh, Saturday, time yeah. to relax, man. Relax. And, and more good news, you're, you're, you're playing another uh, Western Conference game away, so you're getting another yeah. one of those out of the way early. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go to one loss, and here's why. Houston has not lost at home. Granted, it's only two games. But the, the Red Bulls... <laughs> what a stellar streak. But, but the Red Bulls won a game. And as we all know from last year, we are terrible on the road. So I'm going to one loss because I just feel like that's going to happen because losing on the road is going to be a thing again this year. I could just feel it. We already lost at Vancouver and CCL. The only reason we won against Atlanta was because of own goal. I mean, just got destroyed by Seattle. So why not? Two one loss. I'll be at, I'll be at Seattle. Tough place to play. Uh, Vancouver in a non-league match in practically the preseason. I'm just going to make some excuses for the team. Excuses. It's what fans do best. And they did win in front of uh, 55,000 people, in, uh, which turning out to be a, a early, decent team. Yeah. Early yeah. on. Well, they did play Minnesota, so. <laughs> right. Well, I said decent. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they made some good moves. They got DPs that are quality. Yeah. Which, that reminds me... I. Do we know what the results were of our poll from last week? Uh, now uh, one. Yeah, un- un- yeah. unfortunately, DC, uh, I guess you could say, succeeded there. Ooh. We underestimated our fan base's sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So, U.S. men's team. Let's talk, about, let's talk about an actual win. Good stuff that happened. All right. Six... Zero win versus Honduras. Followed up a, a tough one-one draw, but hey, four points following win at home, draw on the road in Concacaf is nothing. This needs that, especially when you basically wipe away, or not basically they wiped away a negative goal differential in one game. So yeah, uh, you know what you call that—the old Red Bull Smurf team. <laughs> yeah, all we, all we needed was uh, one more. And when guys are getting injured, walking out to the field in Panama, so. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a big win. Yeah, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, did anybody 
anybody anywhere predict six nothing against Honduras? Uh, I mean, I thought it was gonna be three nothing after the halftime. Like that's this is it. They can't do any more. Right. So. I mean, it was just brilliant. I mean, you know, I I think everybody's been hiring the kid, but it's certainly a coming out party for Christian Pulisic, who managed to control his emotions just enough again in Panama to um, you know feed uh, Clint Dempsey for another goal. Um. Deuce, four goals in two games. I mean, uh, that's pretty insane. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I think it's a great start to the Bruce Arena era for sure. Um, you know, I think uh, I had I did see some criticisms about the change up of the lineup between the two games, but I think they're unfair because I mean, you know, you have Sebastian Lejet goes down, Brooks gets sent home for uh, a sinus infection, uh, Jeff Cameron gets sent back, back for uh, injury, um, a quad injury. Um, you know, so there was, there was obvious reasons behind, uh, you know, changing it up. And despite the fact that it looked, it was called a 4-4-2 against Panama, it played more like a 4-2-3-1, uh, which kind of necessitated Deuce in the middle and Pulisic out wide. Um, so I, I definitely think, um, you know, they were, they, they look good. Um, you know, it, it is a bummer. I mean, Leggett, who for those 17 or so minutes that he was on the field looked really good. And look, he could play a real big role uh, for the squad. It's unfortunate that it appears that he's now off for six months, four to six months, um, you know, which means we won't see him again until like, possibly September qualifiers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's very little to complain about. I mean, other than maybe you would have wanted – it would have been nice to get three points in Panama. Um, that being said, I mean, if you look at the rest of the schedule, there's three very winnable games at home. Um Two games on the road where if you get a point, that's great. Uh, but I think there is the chance to get three points out of one of them against Trinidad and Honduras. And, of course, is to get mastered Azteca. Um, you know, the last two times they played at Azteca, they drew in qualifying last year, nothing, nothing, or four years ago, 0-0 draw. And uh, they won a friendly, one nothing. So, um, you know, Azteca is not the house of horrors it once was. Uh, they have the ability to get a result. I, I mean, I would still say chalk it up as a loss, but um, there, there's a lot to be uh, positive about. I mean, this team, I think, is definitely on the right track to, at the very least, um, get into uh, the World Cup by avoiding the playoff. I mean, I don't. I certainly don't think with Mexico and 10 points at this point, they're certainly not going to win uh, the, the CONCACAF group. But um, That means nothing, uh, yeah. you know, as we all know. In, in the, yeah, because, I mean, you, you figure we won last time, got a group of death, and Mexico went to, I think, what the – I think they went to the round of eight. Right. I think they went to the quarterfinals last year, and they were, were just snuck into the World Cup. So, um, absolutely, it doesn't really matter all that much. So, um, the good thing – I mean, again, the great news is that there are – like, we – you know, I think death has certainly been put on display – MLS players showed they could compete, which was one of the Klinsman supporters' biggest argument that MLS was somehow the jet detriment to the you know, U.S. national team for all the years that Klinsman was the boss, which was absolute bullshit. Um, you know, and uh, it was a great showing by this team. Um, you know, even if Panama, after a 6 nothing win, Panama felt like a letdown, all things considered, a point on the road is a good thing. You know, my favorite goal was uh, the free the free kick goal mm. because if you watch it again, as soon as he hits the ball, he's celebrating. Oh yeah, he he knew immediately when he got when he put that foot on the ball, it was in the net. Yeah, which you, you don't see someone celebrating that quickly, but I 
I thought that was wonderful. And yeah, the only sneaker thing about Panama was they, they go up uh, closing in on the first half and then uh, giving up a goal on a throw in. Doesn't it just make you sick? It really, it just yuck. And doesn't yuck. it, doesn't it suck? Who's partially, at least partially responsible. Tim Ream. Timmy Ream. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I, yeah. I don't know what it is that I get with that guy against Panama, but man, he does not do well against Panama. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, a, a road draw, wonderful. We yelled at this team to you, no excuse to lose at home. They certainly didn't do that. Uh, Josie Aldador, I know where he went again. He, he, you know, but that, that's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, yell about a six nil result if he doesn't score. Well, he he had some, he had a hell of a hold up performance in the six nothing game. He, yeah, he was for absent. Sure. He he was absent though in the uh, Panama game. Yeah, year. yep. He had only like. Um, what they say, like 16 touches in the ball or something like that? Yeah, it was really That's bad. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing about that Panama game, I mean, that ref, you know, he couldn't give it. I mean, we're, you know, Pulisic and Nagby are being hacked down left and right, and this guy can't pull out a card? I mean, come on. It, it yeah. Just, you know, um, I mean, to be fair, it went both ways. I mean, he didn't pull any cards out against the U.S. either, so. Jermaine Jones uh, was really happy about that. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact about the Honduras game, I've been to Haley's Harpen Pub to watch soccer twice, and the first time was the 7 nothing Red Bulls win, and the second time was the 6 nothing U.S. win against Honduras. Uh, I think that means you must go there for every game. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that seems, seems like that's what I should do, yeah. <laughs> and don't go to Smithfield, because apparently no one else does. Hmm. Yeah, there's about <laughs> six or seven at, at uh, Haley's Harp for... Uh, I'll be curious to see next round of World Cup qualifiers. That is, if I don't go to Denver, uh, you know, how many people are at Derby? All right, so uh, time for dumping ground. Uh, Brother Phillips, congratulations on the new designated player deal. Uh, rumored to be around $1 to $1.5 million per year. Ooh. Yeah, I think, I think that makes him officially the highest paid player on the team. Yep, seems about right. right. So, congrats. Well, well deserved. And, th- and thanks for staying around a little bit longer. <laughs> um, the last thing, I, second thing I had, uh, the United Soccer League is rumored to be looking to launch a second or another league in 2019 that would be a Division Three uh, USF sanctioned league. So basically, the level that it was last year. So USL would then have three leagues under its umbrella: the actual USL, the PDL right now, which is a uh, fourth division, I think technically. It's the quote amateur um, development league of uh, USL, and then apparently they're going to have this other one else in between. And people are, of course, floating the idea of promotion relegation because why wouldn't you in any kind of discussion about soccer and not have you know a rational discussion? I think that is rational. Uh, this is the one time I think promotion relegation has come up where it's actually rational. Uh, I mean, I think if you're going to have two leagues uh, under the same umbrella, it just makes a hell of a lot of sense for that to be your pro-rail Petri dish. Um, and then if the pro-rail zealots are correct and that that is what's going to drive U.S. soccer forward, then you don't almost have to assume USL is going to be a better league than MLS, you know? Right. 
and yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think the, I think by and large, I think the pro rel um, argument is uh, much like the underpants gnomes of South Park. It's <laughs> like, it's like pro rel. Step one, pro rel. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. You know, it, yep. it's like don't don't get me wrong. I, I definitely think that is, but I think if you can, um, you know, draw in a certain amount of excitement about USL with the pro rel between the two levels of USL, um, then it is. It is the petri dish for it. can we bring pro rel into the greater U.S. soccer pyramid. Um, you know, I, I, again, I I've never said I was opposed pro rel. I just I don't think. I just always said that I don't think it's possible at this moment in time uh, and that I think it is something that needs to be uh, fan interest and dollars has to be generated around it um, for it to be sold to MLS ownership. And, and in essence, it, it, you know, it has to be, as the pro rail zealots like to say, it has to be market-based. So if all of a sudden USL's profits skyrocket, because they have pro rel, even if it's at like a level that's still less than MLS, um, you know, you could always, you could say, oh, well, if you transplanted this to MLS, then the profits would be 10 times that because that is the top division. So I, I do think, I do really believe that it, it very well could be a, um, you know, we could see an experimentation in the USL division two, II, division three pro relegation in, uh, in well, 2019. So, you know, five, I'd say they get that established and maybe two, three years after that, give it a shot. Just remember this, no matter what those leagues try to tell you, they are minor league sports. Well, USL, I don't think is, it's, I don't think USL has any, Yeah, they, they so, don't have any uh, qualms about that. I think they know that NASL, not so much like what Cosimo last week opening his mouth for the Cosmos. He's like, yeah. Bleh. Yeah, well, yeah, they're minor league. You know what? They, they are. Listen, the, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs baseball team, they sell out uh, nine-plus thousand seats at every game, and uh, they're not going to get promoted to the majors anytime soon. Just just saying, you know. Know, know your lot in life, minor leagues. <laughs> I, I For some reason, I, I'm going to sound really geeky when I say this. Uh, at work – we were trying to model something, and it's, hopefully people understand this. The idea is you're trying to model something that doesn't is not a linear model. In other words, if you put one and you get two, if you put two, you get three, that kind of thing. It's, you know, as things happen, you kind of ramp up real quickly. ProRel is like that. People think it's as simple, hey, if you put A in, you will get B consistently. No, that's not going to work. It's, right, it's right. you put A in, you may get B half the time, but most likely you'll get C through F, which is just failure. Mm. So, also, can can we get the underwear pants no meme going? Can someone make that? I want that to happen. That's that that's internet meme already. Don't worry. Oh, okay, good, good. In in, in multiple ways, not not necessarily a pro rel. No, that's the one I want. Oh, okay, you want the pro rel version of it? Okay, yes, yes, that specifically. <laughs> I made I made that image a while ago. So I, I, I guess I guess the meme would go one become D two, two create D three question mark profit. Yeah, that's four steps. Thunderpants Gnome has three steps. All right. Well, okay. Let me phrase that. So the the way it works right now on the internet is most people refer to it as four steps. So I thought it was nine steps. 
doesn't really matter. As long as, long as it's twelve, question marks and plot for the last two, then you're good. What about twelve steps? All right, or is that that's something little, else? That's a little far. Oh, right. I, I did. Yeah. I did see a ProRail zealot earlier today tweet that MLS is a failed league, which made me funny. Which made me laugh. Yeah. Yet they're still around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and they're not going to lose D one status anytime soon. Yeah. Just because it's not what you want does not mean it's failed. They probably live in like North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> Losers. Well, I mean, who has anything to be happy about North Dakota? Nobody. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else with dumping ground? Yeah, uh, Jesse Marsh was uh, whining to the officials about how teams play rough against the Red Bulls. If, if you saw any of this, he was interviewed pretty much uh, pretty upset that, uh, <clears throat> you know, teams, pretty much the strategy against the Red Bulls at this point is to foul and tackle. Foul mm. and tackle. So you're either going to agree with him and say, yeah, you know what? Maybe cards should be coming out more often. Or, hey, Jesse, I have an idea. Uh, plan differently. Yeah. We got to wait for that not to happen. Score some goals. Right. When you start complaining, guess what every other team's going to do? They're going to play that way. Yep. Because they know, they know they're going to get a result. They know that they're, they're going to play, play – I'm not going to say dirty, but play rough, uh, slow down the play, and get that one counterattack and score, and, and you're going to lose. Because mm-hmm. so, consistently it's been shown to work. Right. Exactly right. It's all, it's all we see. We saw it uh, against Montreal, and we definitely saw it against Vancouver. We saw it. We saw it. The first year under Marsh against Columbus in the playoffs. Right. Yep. So I'm kind of tired of the complaining about that. You you need to formulate a plan to get around it. Yep. Plain and simple. Uh, I think the term we're looking for is be a coach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't just be a manager. Be a coach. Get ready to be hacked. Get get ready to be hacked down when you're uh, when you're uh, coaching Red Bull Salzburg next year. Yeah. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of which, uh, he, I think, is in. He applied for his Euro Pro license or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but he's like basically started the process he would need to go get his professional license for Europe to coach for, say, Salzburg. He's got to be the coach of Salzburg. I mean, come oh, on. I, come on. We knew those. We, we all know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. I mean, does anybody not. Is there anybody out there who thinks Jesse Marsh is still going to be here next year? If, if you if you are if you're out there, you know email, where, email where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> email the show. I mean, unless you just com- unless this team just goes completely in the toilet this year, but you know, which I don't. I yeah, no, don't I, see that. I, I don't. You neither do I. Um, I guess uh, dummy ground. Uh, Christian Dyer had an article about uh, Murillo this week saying that uh, the reason he hasn't been playing yet, and uh, this is straight out of Marsh's mouth, is that he wants to bring him along slowly uh, because of how much they demanded the right back, and he's actually going to be playing a uh, USL match next week. So get him uh, acclimated that way. So Suppose, Supposedly a lot of players might be playing midweek. Like a lot of first-teamers might be playing against, uh, I forget who it is. I want to say Harrisburg. I'm not sure that's right, but there's like a midweek match next week or the week after, and there's talk about a lot of first-teamers mm. going to play with them. Yeah. Well, this article specifically referenced Murillo, so, and uh, with Marsh very much addressing him specifically saying he wants to, with considering how much they demand out of right-backs on this team, uh, he wants to, he doesn't want to just throw him to the fire. He wants to get him acclimated slowly. So uh, we might be seeing him soon, which is nice. 
Also, we need to uh, welcome Bradley Carnell to the team. New yes. assistant coach. Indeed. New assistant coach. CJ, look at all the news. Look at all the news that's happening. See? So much news. What happens when you're not paying attention? Lots of stuff going on. So much news. So there you go. We got a new assistant coach. So we got that, which was uh, bounce around the rumor mill for a while. And uh, next thing up will be a defender, I believe. Yeah, probably. That's the next thing. They said uh, assistant coach and defender. So let's just all keep our eyes out for a new guy coming to play defense. Sure. As long as you can put, put in some goals, too, because we need those. Now, that would be that'd be a bonus at this point. <laughs> well, if anybody can put some goals in, it would be a bonus at this point. So, uh, anything else? Uh, do you want to talk about all the teams that are going to be in the uh, 2026 World Cup or no? Oh, yeah. Because they, they want to add, what, a 48 team? Oh, Jesus Christ. Are they actually going through with this? I, you know what I hope they do? Let's just go full-on NCAA tournament, have wacky play-in games, like multiple play-in games, where you play top seeds. Why not? You have the number 12 as a play-in. Like, why the fuck is number 12 playing in? When Nobody knows. In? No one knows. It makes no sense. No one will ever understand that. I know I don't. No, because if I have to, if I have to play one extra game just to qualify, that means I am below number sixty-four. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Why don't Why don't they just have you know at this point? Why don't they just have a knockout style tournament featuring every federation of the entire world, and then when you get to thirty-two, you go to the traditional World Cup format. Boom, solved. solved. That, that, solved. Sounds like, that sounds sort of like qualifying now, actually. Nah, no, because you're eliminating all groups. It's so number one is who now? Uh, is it Spain still? I don't even know. But they, they play American oh, Samoa, and then you just keep working your way down. <laughs> oh, God. I like it. I like it. That would be crazy. Sorry, I misunderstood, I misunderstood what you were saying. That would be crazy. Yeah. So you just go by seeds. You just work your way down until you get to 32 teams, and then you do the traditional World Cup format with groups and go from there. All right, now I'm going to look at FIFA rankings because I need to see. So Argentina is number one right now. Mm. So okay. now we got to find out who's dead last. Oh, wait, this is Soccer Way. Son of a, that's not what I wanted to see. Uh, soccer Way, why are you at top of Google thing? Well, Argentina it still is, but why were they at the top? That's so stupid. Now, did they announce where the 2026 World Cup is? Is it, it going to be in another country that oppresses human rights or no? Uh, probably. We do that uh, for another another World Cup. Why not? Right, make it three in a row. Yeah, seems about right. Uh, looks like it's India. Oh wait, India's that's a. Oh, sorry, that's a bidding nation for it. The Google card for it was weird. Host selection. Are you still trying to find the last? The bottom so last place. Last place in FIFA is Tonga. There you oh, go. Yeah, Tonga. So the thing is, there's 205 teams. We guys, we have to have some buys in the first round. The rest of this doesn't work. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think it can be. Yeah, because you have to have. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, no. We got a tie. For, we have a one, two. We have a six-way tie for last. Oh, sorry, seven-way tie for last. So oh, they oh. play each other in a crazy tournament <laughs> to be the to be the one bottom seed. And, and they all have zero points, by the way. <laughs> Gee, weird. That's weird how that happened. Wonder how. Oh, right. To the worst so, teams. So you have all the really shitty teams work their way down to like 128, and then you continue with the knockout phase. And then, uh, yeah, and until you get to 32. 
So you just have 128 through 209 or whatever play each other until you get to the, that number 128. Yeah. And then, then you do a knockout. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Super I, th- I think that would actually bring more people to watch games. Probably would. I mean, come on. You're, you live in, uh, let's see, you live in Aruba, and you're like, hey, we might play uh, Spain. That'd be cool. We might lose by 20, but what the hell? Exactly. So United States is number 30 for anybody was wondering. But I think this is bef- this doesn't take into account the games that just happened. So yeah, I did not, no. So, well, we're not going to we're not going to jump over Costa Rica because they're at thirty or nineteen. I mean, we'll probably go like maybe twenty seven. We'll probably gain like two or three spots. That's it. Yeah, because Panama and Honduras are both below us. Yeah. So, All right, anything else? No, that's it. I ran out. That's I'm it. Good. I'm done. Uh, I I think there's one more thing we have to do. That's true. We do do this every year. What? No, every no, year. no, 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 no. Before we do that, terrible team of the week. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the onus now. We could we could definitely put it on Minnesota again because there wasn't a lot of games last week. Mm-hmm. I got to give it to the Red Bulls because that's enough. just the, that's just a piss poor result at home. It that's really fair. is. Mm-hmm. You just you know I don't expect uh, much out of a expansion team playing up in New England. Uh, I do expect a lot out of a team that's supposed to be really good. Have a top goal scorer, the Golden Boot winner uh, last year. And that's the result you put out. So they are. I, I I know it's not even a loss. They didn't even lose, but they're still going to get the terrible team. You also you also know why New England got five players on best on, on uh, best eleven, right? Because there's only three games this week. Right, there's six teams yeah. played. I didn't realize that. I thought there was more games than that. No, there was not. Okay. So you could say a terrible team MLS for making even any teams play during the FIFA break. But All, also go. very true. All right. Damn. So. All right, so hold on. So before we get to this next part, which is going to be a WrestleMania preview, because this is what we've been doing every year, I am going to wrap things up now for those that don't want to stick around for this. Oh, so, that's a good idea. Because, yeah, I, I, mean, I feel yeah, like people. it's going to be a good thing to do. So yeah, if you are not into wrestling, this will be your wrap-up. If not, if you want to listen to WrestleMania stuff, stick around. Uh, you can visit us once com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Help us by going to patreon.com slash rebel rant through a few bucks our way. Uh, Email us at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter at redbullrant for the show. At Dr. Stoop for myself. At PMACDA2 for Pat. At the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Basically anywhere you can uh, find a podcast. So... uh, so, if you are into wrestling, stick around. We will talk WrestleMania. If you are not into wrestling, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> uh, so, now. And, and if, just in case he's not into wrestling, thank you, Will Martin. <laughs> I feel like they might have just stopped already. Anyway, WrestleMania is this coming Sunday. Yes. Biggest day in wrestling for the year. Yes. So as we do, we're going to run through the card and give some predictions. Uh, so we will start with the pre-show, which is now two hours long, because what's better than a four-hour pay-per-view? A two-hour pre-show to go along with it. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm sorry. It's probably going to be a five-hour pay-per-view because of uh, Pitbull performing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I have to play this World Cup song. I, like, I'm not, I'm not, play... 
He's gonna play green light because that's the stupid, um, the stupid song that. That's yeah, the the WrestleMania song, and I'm not Which, listen. I'm not mad at at Pitbull. I like Pitbull. He is cool, but I, I'm just tired of interrupting WrestleMania with stupid musical performances. Which can I uh, sidebar quickly? Lunch Money Lewis. What kind of a name is that for an artist? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's still in high school. Uh, he's 25. Hey, maybe he's still yeah. in high school. <laughs> I mean, you, don't know. you don't know. It's, it could be. I guess it's maybe. possible. Maybe he lived under a rack for a few years and didn't get his edu- formal education until later. It's possible. All right. So pre-show. First up uh, for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, which will feature uh, defending champion Alexa Bliss versus every eligible woman, which at this point is Becky Lynch, Natalia, Mickey James, Carmella, and Naomi. And, you know, guests. Someone's showing up. Well, yeah, I mean... It's got to be, right? They wouldn't have made the stipulation every available woman on the roster to just cap it off like that. And if to, to, to blow the surprises Naomi, that's not it. I believe it is. I, I'll guarantee you that that was the one surprise. Because I think the issue was they didn't know if she was going to be healthy and ready to actually compete. And since she is, I'll bet you that was it. But then why not just do it at Mania? Say, get, get the pop there. I, I don't know. Oh, wait. This is WWE we're talking about. Right. All right, so th- this is how we do this. We're going to just read off the, the card, quick comments, and then who we think is going to win. So, Pat, you can go with this one. Who's, who's going to win? Uh, Helen Wicked. There we go. Poison Lucha <laughs> reference. Boom. Uh, Naomi wins because she wasn't supposed to lose the belt in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And you got the hometown pop factor. Right. Even though it's WrestleMania and it's a big international crowd. Uh, so on the pre-show, continuing the next – is for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship defending champion Neville versus Austin Aries. Neville. Neville, Neville retains. He's hot. Red hot. He's so He's hot, hot right now. But I think, yeah, he is so hot right now. But uh, I think uh, Aries is also hot and has the uh, that face push that I think will give him the belt. I say Aries just because they would drag out the King of the Cruiserweight stuff longer with the two of them. Because I, I, there's nobody else really established enough to take on an extended program, I think, with it, with the uh, Neville. Yeah. It's kind of a shame, but yeah, those two are the only two really established in the Cruiserweight division at this point. Is that every time that's what, that's what Cruiserweight comes out. Two matches, a year, uh, two matches on Raw and don't do any character development. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that it's it's for the people who tune into 205. You know, it's because, like, the regular fans, I mean, you, you see it on the broadcast. Like, they're like, who? Even Who's I don't, this? I don't even I don't tune in two hundred five. Yeah, I don't. Two hundred five live is is wonderful. I'm sure it is. It's just a lot. Already. Yeah, ex- right. If you can handle a lot of wrestling, so much wrestling. I mean, you it's got five hours show. between Raw and SmackDown. If you want to watch NXT, that's another hour. So, so yeah, I, I say that talking to you, and then I, I I have Rocket League Championship Series, which is me watching people play video games. So I really can't say anything. <laughs> um, the last pre uh sorry pre-show match is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. The prestigious Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm not reading through the list of people. Thank God. No, yeah. So, who do you guys... I'm going to tell you Braun Strowman, but who do you think? 
Uh, I want. I'm going to have. Uh, let's just say Tyler Breeze. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Braun Strowman because if it's anyone else, that's just stupid. Uh, could you guys see Shaq winning this? Shaq is not showing up at all. Are we love, sure? Yes. I would love if Shaq won. Shaq I mean, was supposed to go one on one with Big Show, and clearly he's not, and that's why Big Show's in this. <laughs> is that why they, he had to be in that top over the top rope challenge, where it was really just a, a push for the stupid match? Yeah. Okay. I'm wrestling. All right. Uh, so now for the main show. Uh, I'm reading these out of order from Wikipedia in case you were trying to follow in there. I don't know why. They're not. Don't worry. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to start with the non-title stuff first. Uh, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Roman. Roman. And everyone hates his guts. I, I think I'm saying Roman and I'm thinking he'll turn. I think it's actually going to happen here. I think I think so too. I think you're spot on with that. It's about time. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's gonna first of all, he's gonna be taken and piss everybody off, and then next night he's gonna go full on heel, which yeah. would be which would be great, which would be absolutely perfect for him. Yeah. The only reason I would say Taker is if you're gonna have him lose next year and then retire in New Orleans. Oh God! Listen, I, we thought he was gonna retire in Texas, and it well, didn't they're, happen. They're already they're already teasing the, the the previous loss in New Orleans. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I get, well, we all know nothing makes sense with Vince on WrestleMania, so that could change the night before, but we all agree it makes no sense for Undertaker to win. Like, it hasn't made sense for the past three years. It, it, it should have been, I don't know. Yeah, like, he should have put, uh, he should have put What's-His-Face over two years ago. Um, Bray Wyatt? Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that would have made sense, but that also made sense that they had that match when it was dark outside. Yeah, also true. <laughs> so... That's why they had that terrible Rock uh, Triple H promo, and they still couldn't kill enough time. Ugh. And and they and they still haven't done anything with that promo. Yeah, yeah. Nope. and they never will. Just pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. He's Ronda Rousey and a, and a WrestleMania match between the two, and no, neither are going to happen. So yeah, what happened is she got knocked out. So they're like, yeah, yeah I forget about that. Yeah, she started losing in real life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, in a quote non-sanctioned match, <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm going Seth Rollins. Uh, it's got to be. There's no. I'm, I'm going by logic. There's no, there's no point in doing this storyline if it doesn't end up being Seth. Right. And, no. and, and Triple H has absolutely no problem putting the other guy over at this point. And he has no problem at all doing that. He yeah. is the creator, after all. Unless you're Sting. Well, then, then you're WCW and you don't. Right. Count, so. Yeah, good point. All right. Uh, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. It better be AJ Styles. Yeah. I don't need McMahon's or McMahon-related people winning matches because it makes no sense. Uh, I mean, Shane is obviously the best performing McMahon, and AJ Styles makes sense. I... I don't think Shane's ego is as big as Vince's, but I think Shane's going to win. I hate to say it, but I think Shane is going to win this one. This is a straight-up wrestling match. This is not a steel cage, no rules, blah, 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 which would mean that there's no reason Shane McMahon should win it at all. I mean, it's zero sense. Here's the thing. There's going to be an obelisk next to the ring, and we're going to see it as soon as the show (laughs) opens. And be like, what's that obelisk there for? And you're like, oh yeah, Shane's gonna jump off of it. I mean, <laughs> or, we know or that just, much. Or it's gonna be some sugar glass, and he's going through it. 
Yeah. If he's on the set, maybe he'll go on the giant roller coaster that they're building on set. <laughs> there you go. Is, is this that a real thing? Oh yeah. yes. By the, by the it's way. not a real roller coaster, but that's what this that's what it looks like. Okay, well, I mean, I mean, they did change the padline from. Sorry. Yeah. So Shane is jumping off the roller coaster. <laughs> He's jumping off of something. It's 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 guaranteed. It's just a matter of what and how and how tall it is. I, I basically think that Shane is going to keep jumping off things at WrestleMania until Vince successfully murders him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, I'm surprised jumping off the Jumbotron or the Titantron years ago didn't do it to him. But Dad, I don't want to repel from the Raptors. What? This has never gone wrong before. <laughs> oh God. Which so, side note? I like how it's now it went from showcase of the immortals to the the biggest thrill ride. Like, you know why? I mean, I think boy, we're we're gonna get off on a tangent. No one's listening at this point. Uh, I think what happened was when they finally had the idea for design for the set. Listen, we we can do this. We can make a big roller coaster. Change change the name. Change the theme of the show. And I bet you that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it probably was. That they finally had, okay, we can do this, we can build this, and they immediately changed. Because it was very sudden. It was like within the past month, it suddenly changed. Yeah, like they actually were referring to it as Strickens and Immortals, and all of a sudden it's biggest story. They're like, what? Where did that right. come from? Um, all right. So the last non-title match is a mixed tag team match between John Cena and, and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Oh, oh! I just realized I didn't answer the last one, AJ Styles, because that, you have to do it that way. Yeah. Um, good God. Uh, Miz? I love me some Miz, let me tell you right now. I, I feel like heel Miz over the last couple of months has been one of the best things about WWE. I, like, no joke. I think, like, his... His takedown of Bryant has been great. His run as Intercontinental Champion is just being a total douche. Has been fantastic. Uh, that being said, I just I don't see any reason why, story wise, you have John, especially for a match that was so hastily thrown together. I, I don't see it, any it way wasn't hastily thrown together. What's that? This this match has been rumored for months. It's not hastily thrown together, unfortunately. Yeah. Storyline wise, it's been pretty hastily thrown together. I mean, what it was just like, it was like all of a sudden he's like, I hate John Cena. John Cena's like, I'm gonna wrestle Miss Billy and finally admit uh, that. Royal Rumble, I think, is technically when they started this. Oh, fuck you, people who watch wrestling, okay? <laughs> you know? um, which I guess is still, which I guess can be technically thrown together because it's two months. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Cena. I don't see Cena losing this. And Bella, yeah, I forgot she's a part of it. She's really kind of like the forgotten part of the whole thing, honestly. And if you watch SmackDown, uh, she said all of like two sentences, and it wasn't until the very end of the whole segment. Yeah, her her being the forgotten part of it is why Mrs. Takedowns have been so tremendous. Uh, his those uh, total Bella spoofs were amazing, oh amazing. I mean, and and then his in ring uh, his in ring promo stuff was fantastic. John mm-hmm. Cena House Rule One Hundred Nine. You must eat three bites and then drink <laughs> wine for no for no less than three seconds and no more than four. Like just the only problem with Miz is that he's incredibly boring in the ring. That's the problem. He's okay. He's not great. He, he's no, he's just it's just boring. Yeah, yeah. He, he's Sean Davis. 
He's there. <laughs> he ain't hurting anybody. But he's not like blowing you away. Who says we can't bring wrestling back to soccer? <laughs> Cuts great promos. Everyone's all about Sean Davis. But then yep. uh, he gets out there. And you're like, okay. Uh, I guess he was there. Was he out there? Yeah, I guess he was. Oh, that's weird. I totally forgot about it. He's still better so, than Sasha Collection. So I'm saying that's Cena, the, the winner. The winner of uh, Ms. Cena goes on to wrestle Sasha Collection <laughs> <laughs> at SummerSlam. That's a, that's a SummerSlam. Book it. Hey, it is in Brooklyn. It's close enough. There you yep. Go. Uh, I'm saying Cena and Bel- and Nikki because my understanding this is supposed to be Nikki's quote like retirement match, and I feel like you don't have the Miz and Maurice go over on her as a retirement thing. So, but if you keep to wrestling tradition, which they only sometimes do, you go out on your back. You know, here you go. I'm going. I'm taking this one step further. Cena and Nikki win. Go full on. Macho Elizabeth, and pretty much he proposes in the ring. All right. Uh, I could see that happening, actually. Let's hope not, because that would be dumb, but you know. Okay, let's stop talking about this match. For the love All of right. God. All right. No one is listening. Now, now we're on to title matches. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championship, a triple threat ladder match between defending champs Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Enzo Mori and Big Cass, and Cesaro and Sheamus. Um... All, I love Enzo and Cass, but they never win title matches. So I'm just going to say, I'm, listen, I'm just calling a bullet club because I don't care. I want them to keep the belt uh, a little bit longer and then have a straight one-on-one feud with Enzo and Cass where they can win it later down the road. That does make sense. And by the way, Vince McMahon just um, emailed us. We got sued for you saying bullet club. Um, we got that Patreon wouldn't, money from Will. Wouldn't New, wouldn't New Japan Wrestling be the one messaging us? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, weren't they also the Bullet Club in TNA? Were they even? In no, there were Aces and Eights in TNA. Aces and Eights was in TNA. They Bullet Club's uh, never been referenced in TNA. Were any of these guys even in TNA for Aces and Eights? No. Oh, Gals and Anderson weren't. No, uh, no, they were in Japan. They were in Japan. I remember. I remember. Anderson. I think Gallows. Gallows might have been in Aces and Eights. Okay. I don't know. People move around too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What Truman says makes a lot of sense. Uh, here's the thing, especially with the ladder stipulation. I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, that that I think is a plus. Uh. uh I just kind of feel like, but I am going to say, and even though there's not a good storyline build up with this, uh, I think it's going to be Enzo and Cash just because they've been around long enough and haven't really had the titles. And I think it's time. So, I mean, it'd be cool if it, if they delayed it and they built up a storyline for SummerSlam or something, but uh, I'm going to go Enzo and Cass wins this one. I feel like the ladder match was put in specifically to protect everybody who didn't win, so that, therefore, it would mean you get Enzo and Cass winning. Mm-hmm. But I would, pref- like Truman says, I would prefer if they didn't win, and like you mentioned, having the, the run-up to SummerSlam, because why wouldn't you take the pop of them winning it in Brooklyn? Boom. There you go. That even makes more sense. And then Shane McMahon jumps off the ladder at some point. <laughs> and Sasha Fleischman <laughs> interferes yet again. So, so yeah. that, that's how it happens. The ladder match happens before Shane, AJ, and then the ladder just gets left there by accident. Boom. There's your prop. Yep. <laughs> you don't even have to set it up. And then it's not even a question of how to get there. If Shane doesn't jump off something that's 20 feet tall, I'm asking for my money back. <laughs> All right. 
for the Intercontinental Championship, Dean Ambrose defending versus Baron Corbin. Who gives a fuck? Most uninteresting match of the whole thing. Who cares? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I like both guys. Yeah. But is Baron Corbin charismatic enough to hold a belt yet? I, I don't know. Uh, has has Dean Ambrose been charismatic since he stopped being crazy? No, not really. No, yeah. he's he's the only thing that's happened to him is he got squished by a forklift. <laughs> which which <means laughs> that's it. He's also which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's always great when they like uh, just casually throw out attempted murder on WWE. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go to jail for that, by the way. No, no, no. They got he got to have a match. Yeah. Yeah, he got the, he got a title match for almost killing a guy with a forklift. I love wrestling. <laughs> so uh, I guess I guess I'll say I guess I'll say Dean. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I say Dean. I mean, I think I mean Corbin's coming out party was certainly an elimination chamber. Uh, but what has he done since then? You know, so uh, I think it's yeah. They I kind of feel like they ruined that moment and didn't build on it. And I think. He may very well walk out, but I'm going to say Dean Ambrose. Um, don't forget, they've also needed to spend an hour each night on SmackDown with John Cena in the Miz, so that's why we've also forgotten. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say Corbin only because Dean has not impressed me recently, and I feel like they're just going to give Corbin a shot. And if you have, plus, they don't, really have, a, Jason plus they don't really have a heel on SmackDown, like a real top heel yet, AJ which Corbin Styles? could be. No, he's not. He's not really a heel. If you look, well, he acts like one, but he's not received as a heel. Yeah, but he's a heel. Yeah, but Corbin is like actually received as a heel, so it kind of makes sense. Yes. All right. Anyway, uh, WWE U.S. Championship defending champion Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. Um, I'm gonna say Jericho. Uh. Because I don't want Kevin Owens to have the U.S. belt, honestly. Mm. He deserves more. He's better He's better than that belt. And honestly, he needs to be back in the uh, universal title picture. So I just say Jericho wins and, and holds on to it. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where it kind of doesn't make sense either way, you know, because it would make sense for Jericho to drop the belt to Owens, in essence, you know, building up another guy. But at the same time, Owens has already been on top, you know, atop the pile. And so, yeah, like you said, taking the U.S. title seems like a downgrade. So uh, I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going to say Jericho, though. I'm going to say Jericho as well. Uh, because at the same time, he still kind of needs to get his revenge, so to speak, on uh, Owens and right. distracting him at uh, Backlash or whatever the last one. Was it Backlash? Fastlane. Oh, Fastlane, okay. How, when, when was the last time Backlash was even wrestled? How, how outdated is that reference? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, fast lane. So he kind of got. I, I don't think that's enough of a revenge. So I think yeah, I say Jericho. Uh, I would think it's Kevin Owens only because they're gonna sell him as like, hey, I just beat Chris or Chris Jericho. I'm coming back for my Universal Title. Or you know, there's a surprise return by like Finn Balor and he challenges him for over a title because you know, why not? I don't know. I feel like this match would be better if there was no title on the line. I, I I 100% agree with you. It should just be a personal feud uh, with no belt involved. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, what do you do? What do you do with the belt after this? Yeah, you're kind of putting yourself in a place where there's no nowhere else to go. You know, 
Yeah. Pat, just so you know, the last backlash was uh, last September. Oh, okay. Only because it would be it had been gone since two thousand nine. Oh well. Was that, was that the the SmackDown one? Yes, it was. It was the first SmackDown live one. That's why, because they needed they needed a name for a SmackDown one. So like, oh, let's pull Backlash had the heap and use that. Yep. So, so I'm like the guy who made a Poison reference and thinks it's relevant because they just re, uh, reunited last year. They just got back together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Poison show. Uh, next match, Fatal Four Way Elimination match for the Raw Women's Championship. Defending champion Bailey versus Charlotte Flair versus Charlotte uh, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Elimination match so they can all pin Nia Jax and get her out of the way. Uh, I say Sasha wins. Yeah, I say Sasha. They're clearly building up to a heel turn. Uh, she betrays Bailey. Uh, feel bad for Bailey because she's great, uh, but her championship run has been pretty terrible. Uh, I feel like we need the Sasha heel turn because the only reason Bailey's championship in NXT worked was because she wasn't on every week. At least that's that's my feeling. Because she's on every week, she her character is getting exposed, especially with this whole with with when she won it and being told to give it back because it was the right thing to do, and then that whole bullshit storyline. And I don't know. I like Bailey. I mean, I really do. I, I just, I mean, actually, you know, you could argue that she'll win this one because she's just been getting her ass kicked left and right in non-title matches. But I don't know. I mean, I almost feel like her ability as a wrestler, even though it's all scripted bullshit anyway, uh, is called into question by the fact that she's been losing left and right. So, I, I mean, I think a potentially a, uh, a Sasha Banks heel turn betrayal, so to speak, um, could lead, and a win, could lead to a Bailey-Sasha, uh, you know, feud here and out. Uh, of course, then what do you do with your great heel, Charlotte? I don't know, but, you know. So I, th- I think the way the way you do this is you have – Everybody pin Nia. Banks pins Flair, and then right after Bailey sweeps in to to pin Sasha, and then Sasha goes crazy because what the fuck are we doing? Mm. And that's how you have your heel turn. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is possible. I mean, that feels like more like a Sasha quick pin on Bailey seems more heelish than a Bailey quick. Well, no, it's it's the reaction to it afterwards. That's that's where I'm going with that. It's Eh, I guess yeah. Because you could because the, the quick pin isn't necessarily a heel move; it's just a opportunistic move. Yeah, but yeah, but the, over, heels, but, the, but the overreaction to it. Heels do opportunistic things. Well, anyway, Universal Championship Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Before you guys say, I'm going to just get this out of the way. Uh, Ten minutes of entrances, two minutes of actual match, and then that's <laughs> nah, not a chance. No, I, I think you're going two minutes of. Of Brock Lesnar just destroying Goldberg because for some reason Lesnar's going to have to. No fucking way that happens again. I mean, I know we've said it the last three times. No, uh, no, no way Goldberg destroys Lesnar again. No, I said I said I thought I thought I said Lesnar destroyed Goldberg. I I I think he did. Okay, well I was just expecting. I think. (laughs) No, yeah, you can't. They're they're just going to be like, no, we're just going to go to complete one eighty with this and and just have Lesnar destroy Goldberg. Nah, Nah. First of all, it's it's going to take two years for Goldberg to get down that ramp because it is enormous. It's a gigantic <laughs> well, ramp. Well, if, it's gonna take him two, if it's going to take him two years, it's going to take Taker 10. So, I mean, <laughs> there you go. Thank God for the golf cart. Uh, I'm sure the Secret Service can pay for it. Goldberg is 50 years old, 
and he's already admitted that he feels like absolute trash because he's trying to get himself in shape for this. He better not that win. Could be all. I, that could I, be all just a play. Uh, he had a very, very candid interview with, with Edge and Christian on their new podcast, which is wonderful, by the way. Uh, I No, please, for the love of God. I, I, I was done with Goldberg when he first came into WWE. He's terrible. He's never been good. It's an embarrassment that he beat Kevin Owens. Um, it'll be less of an embarrassment for Lesnar to have it because he's not going to show up every night. But at least we can get themselves back on the right track. Give it to Lesnar, and then Owens could win it back or somebody else. Truman, you arrogant slut. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm a WCW guy, or was, uh, you know, until it got really, really bad. But uh, so I'm, I'm a Goldberg fan. That being said, I mean, I do think he'll drop the belt. I think this, you know, him winning it was just like, hey, you know, all this bullshit about his kid. You know, I do think WWE is fine. We'll put a belt on you. You can have your kid, whatever. I, I, I would say 10 minute match. I mean, I, I'm certainly not expecting a 20 minute classic. Uh, but I do think Lesnar comes out on top. Um, you know, and then Goldberg, I don't know how long his contract for this thing is. Like, you know, if he's then going to fade off. He's 50. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he should be a part-time guy. Uh, but, you know, I think it was just really one last title run. That's all it was. Um, and he'll he'll drop it to Lesnar for sure. But, I mean, it's all going to be because. So, Is it a title run when you only had one match and you've shown up, what, twice after that? Well, hey, that's how we used to do it in the 80s. I, I guess. Yeah. There was less TV in the 80s, though. It's kind of like it's kind of like how I said to you in private a few months ago that I thought Cena winning the belt. What was that a Rumble? Yeah, yeah. I said that was his retirement belt, so to speak. You know, as no. I really, I really do think that's what this Universal Title is. I mean, because Cena is a part time guy now, and you know, and I, I do think that was like his. Yeah, it's my last belt before I go do some actually very fine acting. I got to admit, I got to give John Cena some credit. If you haven't seen. Sisters, which is an okay movie, he's hilarious in it. And if you haven't seen uh, Trainwreck, uh, the other one with Amy Schumer, yep, Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck. Yep. There you go. He's which is also which is a much funnier movie, but he's also very funny in that. And then I can't wait to see that uh, that Doug Wyman movie that he's coming out with, where it's him and uh, Austin, the guy who played Quicksilver in the Avenger movies, where they're like pinned down by snipers. Oh, yeah. which yep. that looks pretty good. Behind the awesome. wall or something like that. Something like, something like that, yeah. So Cena's not out of here until he gets number seventeen. By the way, what's that? Not well. He'll, he'll be part time, but he's he's not he's not done until he he gets belt number seventeen. Seven was that a particular that, that, that'll break Ric Flair's record? Whose record? So right now he's so Rick right Flair. now he's right now he's tied Flair. with Ric Flair for world, ah, world titles. So. Ah. They're, they're going to give him one more just so that he can break the record. I just don't like the sound of that. <laughs> no, I don't either, but it's going to happen. Yeah, maybe. All right. Anyway, last last one because we're, we're running longer than usual on this. Uh, the main event for the WWE Championship, which is supposed to be the title, not, you know, Universal title, which sounds more important. But anyway, for the WWE title, Bray Wyatt defending versus Randy Orton. Bray Bray deserves to retain. I th- I think he absolutely deserves to retain the belt. He's killing it right now. I don't need another boring Randy run. 
another guy I just I just don't care about. Uh, so yeah, definitely hoping that that Bray retains. Fuck Randy Orton, seriously. Bray, I mean, in the years that I've been a casual uh, wrestling fan, which I don't know, I started going over to Truman's house and maybe 2013 to watch these things. Now I had the WD network and I actually do watch these when he's not available. Um, you know, it, it's Bray Wyatt has been the one thing where like every time I didn't snicker, I was always riveted. I mean, the guy has been fucked over repeatedly until he finally won elimination chamber. And I was like, that, that was probably the most excited I've ever been at the end of a pay-per-view in the last four or five years. I've been watching these things. Uh, I hope to God he retains. I mean, I don't see how you end on a down note. I don't know how you end a heel on a heel win at WrestleMania, but I so hope he wins because Randy Orton sucks. Despite what Rich Ransom tweeted at me that he used to be good. I mean, <laughs> as I told Rich Ransom on uh, Twitter, you know, I didn't watch wrestling back then, so it didn't exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Bray Wyatt is, uh, but that I mean, that's not my prediction. My prediction is the the fucking terrible face wins um and he's like he's like and does his dumbass pose on the ring post and then burns down another house yeah mind you he's he's the good guy and he burned down a house uh desecrating i guess what's a <laughs> grave a i guess grave. it's a grave i mean i guess that's uh, what grave, it is grave that was floorboard <laughs> and filled with worms sure. yeah. <laughs> desecrating yeah i guess, I guess that's what it is but he's he's the guy you should cheer right he's the good guy <laughs> He, he should be in jail with Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah. seriously, the next resolution, we have to have somebody commit a crime. I just feel like it seems right. <laughs> and we'll actually get them arrested. Like, they will have Newark police and they will go to jail. That'd be tremendous, you know? <laughs> you should not do. Uh, I'm going with Bray because it just, if they don't, then I don't know. I hope it's Bray, but I, I mean, how do you end WrestleMania on a, I mean, well, I mean, unless you do it as awesomely as two years ago when Seth Rollins ran in, cashed the money in the bank, and it was just so fucking epic, you yeah. know? And, just, and there's no briefcase. Or we do, we do it last year where no matter who won, it was going to be a down note. Yeah, well, because nobody liked, you know. Nobody wanted Triple H to keep title, and nobody liked Roman Reigns. Yep. Yeah, you know. I mean, we 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 at uh at the gathering we had out in PA for WrestleMania last year. There were lots of jokes. I don't know if they're appropriate enough to tell on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think some of them are not appropriate enough to tell, even on the Red Bull rant. But uh, no, you're so, very right. So if you've made it this far and you're not really a wrestling person, let me just 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 to illustrate how much people hate Roman Reigns. Stephanie McMahon was literally berating people at the beginning of the match last year, saying people were dirt, and they still cheered her on. Because they hated Roman Reigns. Yep. Like, Stephanie McMahon was... Something. She went full-out dominatrix on everybody in attendance, and they cheered her on. So, <laughs> <laughs> let, let me put it this way. I made jokes as to what they could have said about Triple H on the loudspeaker that were pretty awful, and people still would have cheered for him. And I won't go into detail because they are pretty dark. You're probably... <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say something, but I'm probably no. I'm gonna st- not say it. I mean, they, they could—they literally could have been. You could have been like, they could have brought like a, like right now, this is the last living white rhinoceros, and I'm gonna shoot it in the head. And he would shoot it in the head, and people would be like, "Yeah, it's instinct, <laughs> beat Roman Reigns." <laughs> yeah, that, that could have happened actually. All right, and what I said and- was worse. <laughs> 
I'm sure it was. Um, so any thoughts about WrestleMania before we get out of here, since we talked so much about this? I Will you believe I'm not going to be watching it live for the first time, and I can't tell you how long? What kind of really? wrestling fan are you? Yeah, I will be I will be in Asbury Park all day at a benefit hardcore show, and it's not going to be over till like eleven o'clock at night. So I say you get a pass because you're 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 going for good reasons. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing show, and uh, if you're still listening, and you, I, I don't know why you are, but the show's not sold out yet. It's uh, the Dave Franklin uh, Memorial Show. There is a million amazing hardcore bands playing. Uh, it's going to be super awesome. So that's where I'll be, and I won't be able to watch really WrestleMania until Monday. Oof. So I'm not watching four to five hours <laughs> when seven, I get home at midnight, one in the hours, morning. Come on. I, well, you could fast forward through half the pre-show. So. For, and you can fast forward through all the, the stupid promos, too. Right, right. There's going to be a lot of that going on. And, and musical performances. I actually do want to watch this pre-show, going back to the matches. There's well, a few on there I kind of want to care about. Yeah, the problem is all the stupid panel bullshit that's going to fill up. The oh, that stuff's just like yep. Uh, yep. garbage. Because total time of those matches is going to be maybe an hour. So there's an hour of bullshit. But not even an hour. Not even. Not, For the matches? Nope, not even close. Yeah, because the, 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 the women's pre-show match isn't an elimination match. So it's just going to be like the first pinfall and it'll be done in 15 minutes. Yep, maybe maybe like 35 minutes. So they finally announced it's just, it's just a regular everybody show up and whatever. All they said was that they, she had to face every available woman on the roster. They did not specify in what manner, so my assumption is just single pinfall. I was wondering if it was going to be... What was the match that the uh, American athlete had to go through? A gauntlet? Like a gauntlet match. Well, no, yeah. they didn't They didn't. They go were in a gauntlet. gauntlet match. Yeah. They, that no, wasn't was... even a gauntlet match. That wasn't a gauntlet match because it wasn't them the whole time. It was, yeah. a, uh, it was like yeah. a tag team clusterfuck match. Or yeah. tag team turmoil? Something like that. Uh, who knows? It was something. No, why is the new great. Why is the new day not involved in WrestleMania? Because they are the hosts. They are yeah, the hosts. Like, why are they the hosts? Yes, they're hosting the show. Because if you had them in wrestling, people would want them to wrestle for the title. Yeah, it seems. Dumb. And and it's probably a good thing considering what happened two weeks ago, which we won't definitely will not, talk, not about. talk about it. But it's it's a good thing that they're not going to be actually wrestling now. I'm trying to remember what happened two weeks ago. Nope, we'll, nope, not talking about it. We'll, we'll tell you when we're done recording. All right, fine. All right, last thoughts? Anything? That's all it. Right. I got I nothing. Think I think despite all the terrible storylines going into WrestleMania, I think it will be a well-worked show. We can only hope and pray. Yeah. Hope and pray. That's actually my, my term. For there you go. Hope and pray. <laughs> Seriously, that that that'll that'll be our salvation. Sasha question repo man interference double heel turn calling it. <laughs> hey, as long as when Bray Wyatt wins, everybody everybody starts thinking he has the whole world in his hands. Yep, that'd be that'd be amazing, but won't happen. Nope. All right, so this has been a very different episode of Red Bull Rant. If you made this far, congratulations. You should probably get a medal for this one. You didn't. Um, <laughs> so we already did the wrap-up stuff. Last thoughts or last words, I should say, before we get out of here. Uh, Red Bulls and Bray Wyatt win. Uh, yeah, just win, baby. And I'm going to add, don't screw up booking. WWE, you could do so much good stuff with this one. Don't fuck us, Vince. Don't fuck us, Jesse Marsh. <laughs> well, anyway, 
Uh, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 216 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Repo man.